Well, then you're saying you'd, you'd allow me to marry my sister? Everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Exploited. I'm Alexis Jowski. And uh, I also worship giant spider gods. They're the best kind. Really? They really are. I'm Kevin Daly. And this week we're talking about Ator, the Fighting Eagle, or Ator the Invincible, or just Ator. 1982, directed by our boy Joe D'Amato. And lo, the kingdom of the spider shall last 1,000 years. And the people shall suffer one thousand years, for it is written. And this time shall be known as the Age of Darkness, for the shadow of the spider shall be the law. Then out of the darkness, the prophecy relived. To him is born a son. An even mightier warrior they will call Ator. The great eagle will shed tears of blood. Rattor will cast light upon the darkness. I know more about you than you yourself. We must prevent the prophecy from being fulfilled! Now you must learn to use your head. Fight like a man. I will spare you. you always counted on yourself. A man's fate is only revealed to him when he's halfway through his life. If it were revealed sooner, it would only seem an illusion. No one can obstruct the will of my Ator, take me away from here. First I must complete what I was born to do. Yep, as his David Hills uh, pseudonym here. Yes, he's going by David Hills. And this is totally a Conan ripoff. Yeah, this one is like a straight-up Conan ripoff. Came out the same year, and we just start with the grand orchestral music like Conan did, over fire, like Conan. With the, with the narration about the prophecy. Yeah, we get Miles O'Keefe has Ator. Yep. I didn't look up anything else he was in. Pretty much Ator, he was in the Tarzan? I think it was a series. That makes sense. I mean, he's he's pretty swole. Yep. And we get, um. let's see here, written and directed by David Hills, but no, it was not. Yeah. It was written by Jose Maria Sanchez and an uncredited Michelle Soavi, <laughs> and directed by Aristide Mischessi. <laughs> He was uh, in 1981's Tarzan the Ape Man with Bo Derek. Oh, the year before this. 
Yes. Yeah, so the, the narration kicks up, and it says, And lo, the kingdom of the spider shall last a thousand years, and the people shall suffer for a thousand years. Um, like, Conan had a snake cult, this movie gives us a spider cult. I, I prefer uh, spider cults, myself. Yeah, I don't like snakes at all. And then uh, I wrote down the line, the, the shadow of the spider shall be the law. <laughs> and the narration just keeps going, giving us unnecessary information. Because it's like, when the thousand years is done, a man named Toron will come and show a different way, but he will fail. And I'm like, and then okay. He will, then he'll spread his seed to the wind, <laughs> like, ew, wind come. Lo, the kingdom of the spider shall last one thousand years, and the people shall suffer one thousand years, for it is written. And this time shall be known as the age of darkness, for the shadow of the spider shall be the law. Indeed, the people shall pay tribute to the word of the master, and live in bondage in the valley of the shadows, even to the very mists of the volcano that sleeps above. Take heed, when the thousand years is done, a man will come to promise a different way, and he shall be named Torrin. Many will believe, and many will be persecuted. The sign of Torrin will bear witness to the legend, but Torrin will fail, for the wrath of the Spider King is mighty indeed, and the people of the valley shall weep. For there is no hope. For it is also written that the Spider King will reign until the day the mountain speaks forth in anger. Then out of the darkness, the prophecy relives. For Torrin cast his seed upon the wind, and even in death, to him is born a son. I know, I noted that. He cast his seed upon the wind. So he just jerked it into the wind and let it spread. <laughs> he just climbed up to the highest mountain and beat off. Well, just the pe the most Peter North cum shot ever. Or have you seen how um like uh sea worms when it's time to mate, their body fills up with so many gametes that they literally just explode into a cloud of sperm. That's just how Torin died. Just exploded <laughs> into a cloud of sperm. Yes, that's how he died. Some of that sperm floated down to some peasant woman that's now giving birth. Right. And it's oddly, like, all quiet. We went from the grand orchestral music and narration to this quiet birth that's, like, all in close-up. And they're like, it's a beautiful baby! That's, like, 12 fucking pounds! Yeah, he's he's a big boy. He's a huge-ass baby. This is, like, a five-month-old. It looks about the size of, of my five-month-old. Yeah. He's a, he's a big boy. Yeah, and it has the sign of Toron on it. I guess you'd have to be a pretty big baby to grow into Miles O'Keefe. Yeah, you would have to be. But he's got—he's born with the sign of Toron, and all the like midwives and everybody in this hut is like, "Oh, you fucked. We out." <laughs> yeah, I'm not dealing with this <laughs> because uh, the sign itself is apparently just instantly noticed by E. Oldie Spider Cult. Well, lightning strikes, and they're like, "Oh, that means the son of Toron has been born." And we get this dude, Griba, played by... Edmund Perdom. Who we've seen before. We have. Yeah, in another Joe D'Amato movie. Indeed. I like him, incidentally. Yeah, incidentally, <laughs> this is our fifth D'Amato film on this show. <laughs> well, 
I mean, I, back in, in the before times. In the before times, we did on the mall. <laughs> we, in the before times, we had literally a show about Joe D'Amato films, so it isn't surprising. <laughs> the thing that made me laugh is Griba is sleeping in furs. Yeah. Then he gets up, and he puts on more furs. Look, sometimes you just can't have enough fur. Also, his door is not very effective. No, that's why he's sleeping in furs. Yeah, it's like, I can't get the lock to work on this door, so fuck it, more furs. Yeah. And then we also see Dakar as the high priest of the spider, and he's just having time of his life playing with all of these spiders. And the tarantula's crawling all over him. And he's talking to them. He's like, I trust you, holy ones. Oh, I love you. Yeah, he loves he loves him some spider. Dakar is the uh, the high priest of the spider. Um, the actor's name is just Dakar. That's his name. He emerged yeah. from his mother's womb and shouted, I am Dakar, and killed the doctor with one punch. That's right. That's my note. <laughs> um, he's a Peruvian strongman. I don't know if the Wikipedia even gave his real name, because it just said Dakar. Let me double check. Like Prince, you only need the one name. Dakar. Baron Dakar. No, no. Alejandro Barrera. That's his full name. It's a, a fairly standard Peruvian name. Yep. He's in Zombie 2 and Zombie Holocaust, if we ever get to those. Yeah. I mean, that's in our wheelhouse. It, it definitely is. But anyway, so he orders everybody to go out and kill this Jesus baby. He's- he goes, the, the, the dude comes up and goes, the kid has been born somewhere in the world. And he sends like eight dudes out to find it's like, it's going to take an entire lifetime to find him at this rate. Yeah. But apparently they guess really well. Well, so they think. <laughs> Let's see, because Griba shows up and he takes the baby away. Right, because he knows, he knows what's about to go down. And so the guards are going around just, just killing all the women and the babies. And babies. Just <laughs> slaughtering every single baby. In the world. <laughs> Using a hammer, a scalpel. Just brute force. Not the only baby killing we get this week. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it is not. Oh, and then, um, so Griba is like, Hey, high priest, I'll make you bitterly regret that you exiled me from the kingdom of the spider. I, Griba, will be avenged through this tiny child. It's like, okay. Obviously, Griba has his own plans. And he uses some, like, um, Maybelline magic to conceal yeah, the... Yeah, he's, he's got magic concealer. <laughs> yeah. And, um, he's like, grow fast and strong, Ator. And we get more voiceover about the prophecy, about, oh, yeah, yeah, I told you Toron failed, but he's going to have a son that, that succeeds. Ator will cast light upon the darkness. And I guess the uh, the guards have decided that they killed Toron's son at some point. Yeah, they're like, we're all good. We've killed enough babies. We're pretty sure we got it. Yeah, we killed every baby in the world, except for like two. <laughs> because Gr- Griba goes into this village and he sees this girl wandering around and she's nursing a baby. And taking care of her sick dad. And Griba's like, hey, I'll magic your dad back to health and give you all the food and everything if you raise this baby. And she says, sure, I have milk enough. <laughs> yeah, I got two tits. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we cut right to now they're grown up. Yep. Um, the young girl is named Sunya, and she's Ator's sister. That They don't know better, okay? This is important. This is very, very important. Because Ator's in love with her, and he's like, here, Sunya, I brought you a present. And it's a, a fuck- fucking bear. Yes. <laughs> that's, a fuck- that's my note. That's a fucking bear. That's my note, too, verbatim. <laughs> in caps. 
And they name it like bear. (laughs) I brought you a present. Here's a fucking bear, and its name is Keog. That's the most Eastern European thing you could possibly do, right? Yeah, it's like here I brought you a baby bear. (laughs) So they're like, "I love you. I love you too." I'm like, "That's sweet." Until Ator asks, "Why can't we marry?" And I'm like, "Holy shit, they're incestuous." It's the Lannisters. Yeah, it is. And every aristocratic family ever. Yeah, and then so Sunya's like, well, we can't get married because we're brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Well, we're brother and sister. And Ator goes, I'm going to talk to Dad about that. I love you. And I love you. Why can't we marry? Ator. We are brother and sister. I'll talk with our father. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love how this conversation goes, too. Yeah, because it goes to Dad, and the Dad's like, are you in love? You're acting weird. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm in love. Hey, Dad, do you remember how our ancestors, you know, they don't allow marriage between brother and sister? Yeah, remember how it used to be okay to fuck our brothers and sisters? <laughs> and Dad's like, you're fucking your sister! Oh, happy day! You're not related to her! You're not actually sisters! Huzzah! You're, you're adopted! And But the, the line that he uses to describe it, You both sucked the same milk from the same breast, but we are not your parents. Father, you see... I would have told you sooner. You remember how our our ancestors used to allow marriage between brother and sister. I know times have changed, but... Anto, you don't know how really happy you make me. Well, well then you're saying you'd, you'd allow me to marry my sister? She is not your sister. Sonia is not your sister. Come here, Nordia. Come here. What is it, Varding? Ator and Sonia want to marry. You know. Yes, I just told him. You mean he's not my brother? No, my child, he is not. You both sunk the same milk from the same breast. But we are not his parents. He is the offspring of another couple. <laughs> Harsh, Dad. Harsh. <laughs> yeah. The dad's name, by the way, is Bardak. You know, not really very much longer. So they're like, hey, hey, you're going to marry her, like, tomorrow. Meanwhile, High Priest's all covered in tarantulas and playing with them. This it, might, it might actually be the same tarantulas in canon, because tarantulas live, like, 25 years. Really? Yeah. If wow. In captivity, they can live forever. So it might be the, just a old, the old same ones. Who knows? And so uh, this guard tells... tells uh, Dakar, like, hey, I saw Griba still existing in the forest near some village. And Dakar's like, oh, well, then let's go kill everybody again. Goliath bird eaters, tarantulas live 15 to 25 years. That's their average lifespan. 15 to 25 years for tarantulas? Dang. So, yeah, if you got tarantulas as a pet, you might be in for the long haul. Yeah, it's like getting a turtle. Yeah, it's a long time. So, anyway, um, we get the wedding. Yeah. Um, where they, they make a blessing to the God of Fecundity, whose name is Korg. And <laughs> they're like, oh, Korg, God of Fecundity. I guess that's who the village worships. Yeah, and so there's a big dance, and they kiss, and then they're like, okay, go in this hut and make a baby. This is the mating hut. That's actually a thing that happened historically. 
They uh, they usher them into the fuck hut. Unfortunately for them. And that bear Koi guy is still around. Yeah, he's just off doing bear shit. Yeah, I didn't know that he was going to be a main character. Oh, he is. Oh, definitely he is. He's a very important character in this movie. The wedding gets crashed by Dakar and his, his, his posse looking for Griba. Yeah, they're uh, they uh, massive coitus interruptus. Yep, and um, Sunya runs out with this tiny little axe, but they uh, well, Ator gets knocked down like right away. He like he kills a couple of dudes and then gets brained. Yeah, and then Sunya runs up and they're like, "Ooh, sexy girl, take her with us!" And they just throw her on the horse. You see that she's wearing cotton panties in an era before cotton panties existed. <laughs> <laughs> the Ator series not known for its uh. For for its uh, historical accuracy, anachronisms abound. This is this is the series where motherfucking Ator is dropping bombs from a hang glider in the second movie. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Let's, let's, and sets off an atomic bomb. Look, look, let's just not let's not pretend that this series has any sort of grounding in reality. So Ator wakes up. Well, Koiko wakes him up, and Ator wanders around, and then enter Griba with his fabulous fucking bird helmet. Oh yeah, he's got the fucking swan helmet, which I think the villain in the second one wears as well. Yeah, the same helmet. Probably just reused prop. I don't know if there's actually any canonic reason for that. And Griba's like, hey, you're Ator, you were born to defeat the, the Spider King, and I'm, go- I'm gonna train you. Yep. And so- I, like, I, like that this, I like that Dakar is like... We're going to get Griva in this village, and Griva doesn't even live in the fucking village. He's just hiding out in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, he just came to, to check on Ator for the the, the monthly check-in, you know? <laughs> Nobody in that town has seen that motherfucker since Ator was a baby. Um, uh, but poor, I like village. I like Griva's training room, that all of the weapons and armor he claimed from his enemies. Yeah. And so Ator picks up this sword, and Griva goes, That belonged to Chun, the terrible... I defeated him in combat during the assault on the City of the Winds, which was governed by the notorious Seven Siamese Sisters. And I'm like, that is a hell of a lot of unnecessary world building. I I mean, I appreciated it. Like, why the fuck did we need to know all that? Uh, so when I build my Ator role-playing setting, I have some more information to go off of? You've got some duh. canon there? Yeah, duh. Yeah, your Ator RPG? I actually I should I should make an Ator RPG. That would be pretty fucking hilarious. At least like a, a singleton one-off adventure. You only use a three-sided die. That's the D three system. <laughs> so uh, we get Stand the little for hang, hang gliders, and we get a uh, a Fight Club moment where Grip is like, "I want you to hit me as hard as you can." And we get a training montage. Yes, we do. We totally get a training montage. Yeah. Hello, it is I, Ator, the mighty warrior of prophecy, the son of Toron, the slayer of the Spider Lord, champion of the 5th century WWE SummerSlam, and I've got a product for you. When I'm making love to my sister and I am concerned about her becoming with child, there is only one brand of contraceptive, mighty enough to hold back the seed of Ator. 
Now available in stores across the kingdom is my own brand of Ator's bear skin condoms. Made with real bear skin, with the fur and everything. Trust me, your sister will love it. As well as any other woman you choose to bed. No longer will you worry about what kind of bastard will grow as you cast your seed across the earth with Ator bear skin condoms. Your seed stays your own and will never take root in the womb of a stranger or family member. How much Keef can these condoms contain? Miles O'Keefe, that's how much. And that is an Ator Slayer of the Spider Lord guarantee for sale now. Ator Bearskin Condoms! Has Ator has improved to become a good fighter now, and he goes to save this blonde girl that's being harassed by the local militia. Uh, totally not Valeria from... Totally not. <laughs> totally not. This actress is Sabrina Siani. Uh, she was in D'Amato's 2020 Texas Gladiators, which, which we, we might did do. do. We did that for Cold Drill D'Amato. Yeah. She was in two Jess Franco films, Cannibal Terror and Mondo Cannibal. And then she was in this movie that just sounded totally fascinating from the title. It's called At the Beach with Dad's Friend. That sounds like that could go horribly. Well, I looked into it. It's about this dad that's having an affair, and so he hides his mistress by hiring her to be a, like, live-in tutor for the daughter. Uh-huh. The, the slut daughter who's failing high school, played by Sabrina Siani. So at the beach with dad's friend is dad's mistress. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought, I thought this was, uh, this sounds like the title of a porn film. It is, but just not the kind of title you thought it would be. Oh, okay. It is a softcore porn film, but it's just Dad's friend is his his girlfriend. His, gotcha. His side piece at the beach with Dad's side piece at the at the beach with Dad's uncle. Yeah, Dad's uh, aunt. Oh, well, I mean, it's like the like in the Mommy Dearest, he had all these uncles. Yeah, but um, so Ator kind of saves her. She she fights well on her own enough. Um. And then he's like, what's your name? And she goes, I don't use names, and runs off. But she does use names. Her name is Rune. Yeah, but we don't know that until a little bit later. Yeah, and Koiga is still around. So we know that this was a rather brief training montage, because he's still a cub. Right. Nobody really ages. This is probably, like, a few weeks of, of training. Yeah, and apparently it's enough that, like, Griba is satisfied. So he's just completely fucked off, and he's left the Sword of Toron for Ator. Yep, his dad's sword. So, Ator, with all of his training, goes out to fail at hunting a deer. Got his good old hubcap chestplate. Oh, yeah. His, his Ator armor. Um, not only does he not kill this deer, he gets captured by a tribe of women warriors. Yeah, the hunter has become the hunted, and the bear's like, peace out. And we, he has encountered Robin Hood and her merry women. Yeah, and they're a, uh, they're a Summer's Isle kind of tribe. They are. Cause they're Ator's just, about to have Snoo Snoo. Yeah, he is literally about to death by Snoo Snoo. It is all about breeding. Yep. They tie up Ator. They're like, they take two women. There's Ruin and some other women. And they're like, whoever wins will get the great honor to bear the child that is our future leader. Yeah, they're happy because Ator is huge. And he's like, that will be a perfect perfect mating stock. Yeah, so it's a free-for-all melee with all of these girls. 
and Rune wins, and they're like, okay, go impregnate yourself with our prisoner. We got this very, uh, very exploitive girl fight scene. Oh, yeah. With mud and everything. <laughs> yep. It's like the definition of, like, exploitive <laughs> scene. So, it's Joe D'Amato, what do you want? Yeah, it's exploitation. That's the theme of the show. They they have some, is it poist or precoital? I can't remember if they did it or not. No, I don't think they did, because Rune is, like, thirsty for him, like, the entire time. Yeah, and Ator's like, I have to save my sister wife and kill the Spider King. And Rune is super jealous, and keeps pretending she doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because at the end, I remember now, yeah. Okay, and so she's like, hey, you're going to go kill the Spider King? He's like, it is the only goal in my entire life. And um, she's like, well, I'll, I, I guess I'll help you then. I, fuck Spider King. <laughs> That's right. Also, there's treasure. Yeah. She's like, I'll get I'll get all the spider treasure. And um, so they, they managed to escape with the help of Keog. Yeah. <laughs> Ator's like, I'll stealth over here and get my sword back. I'm like, dude, you're like 6'8 and like 400 pounds of muscle. No, you're not fooling anybody. You got a negative, negative 19. <laughs> Just yeah. penalties based on huge size. It's like the giant doesn't get to sneak around the camp. <laughs> but so they do a manage, though. They do. It just turns into a fight. Yeah. And uh, Ator gongs some people and... <laughs> they're out. Yeah, and they're 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 back to hunting deer. Rune chases after a deer that just fucking vanishes and traps. Which, I, you know, it's supposed to be an illusion, but it looks just like a bad edit. It is a bad edit. And she gets trapped in a cave, and then Ator starts hallucinating Sunya because he knows she's totally captured. But now she's prancing through the woods, looking at him at the exact place she is because you know He's logic. Like, Ator's not too bright. No, he's not. He's like, oh, Sunya, you're fine. Let me go follow you ba -ba -da -ba -da, into this cave where it's not Sunya, it's Laura Gamzer! <laughs> Who is once again a sex magician. She is a sex magician named Inden. Yep. And she's just like, oh, hey, here, drink this. <laughs> and he drinks it because Ator's dumb as shit. Yeah, and then um, he goes to like grab some curtain and she's like, no, 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 never, never touch that drape. Because she's like the lady running the witch store in the craft. Yeah. And um so she uses her sex magic and says, I'm gonna show you what's up with your with your your sister wife. We get this vision of Sunya just hanging out with the spider priest, playing with tarantulas together. Ator does his uh Darth Vader at the end of Sith. <laughs> yep. No Because you can totally believe the woman who literally created an illusion, lured you in, drugged you. So the, you know, she she does her sex magic, and so now he's 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 her plaything. We see a lot, of, awful lot of Ator nipple, an awful lot, and she's rubbing them nipples, and then she walks she walks him around her her little cave, and there's this owl, and she's like, "This is Prince Sultan of the Zori tribe. He opposed my will, and I transformed him." Into an owl that has to sit More on the world couch. building? More world building, yes. You could talk about the power vacuum of the Zori tribe when their prince yep. was turned into an owl by a sex magician. So many adventure hooks. Yeah. Meanwhile, Rune is sneaking around because this cave has windows. <laughs> well, the bear shows up and manages to break Rune out. Yeah. It digs her out of the cave. That's a resourceful fucking bear. <laughs> Baby bear, I tell you. And then, 
the bear runs in quite interruptus on Ator and Inden, and he's just running around, and Ator's like, Keog, what are you doing? While Rune, uh, shoots the drape down, and it's like a mirror, and it reveals Inden to be just this fucking old-ass zombie woman. <laughs> zombie hag. Yeah. <laughs> sort of Dorian Gray's her. Yeah. Why keep the fucking mirror if it's going to do that <laughs> Why keep it in, like, a really accessible area? Was that part of the rules? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that was part of the deal. Yeah. You have to be within ten feet of the mirror at all times. Well, I mean, she does plan to just keep Ator there and never leave the cave again. <laughs> yeah. And then, um... She says, you'll pay for this, Ator, I shall be avenged. But no, she's she's not. We, we we never see her again. Right. And not in the sequel or anything. And um, so Rune's like, okay, Ator, let's go. We gotta pass through the valley of the walking death. And Ator literally goes, well, if we gotta go. Just such casual line delivery. Yep. If we can get through this jungle, we will be out of Aduna's territory. It's too still. Now we must pass through the land of the walking dead. Um, in fact, well, D'Amato complained go. that Miles O'Keefe was a very unmotivated actor. He's not a very good actor. Yep. And we get this... Apparently, a very, apparently an extraordinarily nice person, though. We get this long and boring slow chase. <laughs> yeah, the, the speed they move, you just keep walking. You'll make it through. You know, Just keep going. Yeah, because, well... The dead walk like they're fucking dead. I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah, so they, they make it out without incident. It just takes yeah, them I forever. Mean, it's, it's, just, it's not that scary. If you, they can't catch you. Yeah, it's all... It just makes you, it's just, it's just, just drains your energy. And it's all foggy and blue in there. The dead soldiers never even get within a mile of them. No, they're so <laughs> slow. And so they, they get out and they go to the next town. They're at a tavern, and they're like, how can we get money? And Rune's like, well, let me rob the fat prostitute. Yeah, that's, that's, yep. Meanwhile, they're eating a big bowl of probably beans, but it looks like mac and cheese. <laughs> it's mac and cheese. It's fucking craft I mean, dinner. Pretty sure Ator is post-apocalyptic anyway. It's by the mishmash technology. That would, you know, you don't get that so much here. You get that in the other one. Yeah. Well, you have all the different, like, full plate armor that fucking Griba has. Griba, yeah, well, they get in a big fight in the, the tavern because Ruin is. Ruin fails her stealth check. Ruin Terrible. is a really bad thief, turns out. She just walks up and takes this gold, and Fat Prostitute is like, Bitch, you just took my gold! So they have to fight the whole tavern. And it's all up to her. Ator just chills back with his mac and cheese. The bold move, Cotton. Let's see how this plays out. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. And then, uh, Reba just shows back up. Like he just happens to be in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's like, hey, how's it going? And Griba's like, oh, okay, here, let me wipe off that concealer and show you that you're really the son of Toron. Let's use my magic concealer remover. Yeah, and he's like, you gotta, now you have to go into the Volcanoes of Shadows to take possession of the Shield of Mordor. So we have a volcano in Mordor. Mm. Yeah. I heard this before. And this made me mad because I was like, we're an hour into this movie and now you're presenting us with the fetch quest instead of just going on to the climax? No, we gotta have the fetch quest in the middle. Yeah, we gotta have a third act fetch quest. Meanwhile, that 
eagle in the spider king's palace starts crying blood and he's like no the son of toron lives must find and kill him and it's about at this time that i noted here that there's a lot of subtitles that say keog snorting (laughs) (laughs) i mean he's the main character (laughs) yeah whose only lines are In, in Keog's defense, he's a baby bear, so his, his language, his, his line delivery is, is limited. <laughs> and so they, they, they make it to the, the fetch quest volcano, and um, she's like, I'm going in with you. Nator's like, no, the shield is my destiny, not yours. Twerun's like, what the hell do you know of my destiny? <laughs> I'm like, you go, girl! <laughs> <laughs> Like, fuck you, Ator, let this girl do what she wants. I mean, does it hurt to have extra people around to help? And so she, yeah. She, uh, we've just we've discussed Ator's stupid shit. So. Oh, he is. They're like, now we have to pass through the caverns of the blind warriors. And um, I put too much fantasy shit here. Yeah. Just put a fucking minotaur or a dragon in there that they gotta fight. Fuck these blind warriors. <laughs> Rune's like, here, use this fucking plant it'll block out the smell and i'm like it'll also give you hives you know cross that blur yeah you know it'll mask your scent so you won't smell like a person you'll smell like a plant and the blind warriors will still know something's up it's like why is there fucking sage in here <laughs> yeah somebody burning in- sage in the volcano we walk into a wicker shop what the fuck is this <laughs> so the blind warriors which actually they look kind of neat yeah they're like blacksmiths and stuff. It's like, what is going on here? All they do is they just stand around in the volcano making weapons, and um, they make it through just fine to the shield. Ator uncovers the shield, and now he has to fight his shadow. Fight his own shadow. It's the end of Zelda 2 here. <sighs> yeah. High um, budget. The shadow fight seems actually kind of well-staged. It is. I mean, it's, like, not really his shadow. It's somebody standing in front of a light. But the choreography matches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did a pretty decent job. I think, didn't D'Amato say he, he was, didn't he praise the fight choreographer? Oh, yes, he did. He tore to not, getting Miles O'Keefe to not suck. D'Amato said, where was it? It's, it's down here somewhere in my notes. D'Amato praised the weapons master, Franco Ukmar, for doing an incredible job. That's a terrible Italian accent. That is. It's a spicy meatball, mamma mia. God damn it. I am still sad that that Joe is dead, though. I would have loved to have had a conversation with him. Oh, yeah, we would have loved to interview him. But yeah, so they, uh, but because the only reason they're fighting the shadow is because Ator's dumb as shit. Right. Rune's like, motherfucker, and just throws a drape back over the, the mirror and the, uh. Yeah. Rune was off trying to pick a lock to get a bunch of treasure, and he's like, God damn it. She has yeah. to go take care of Ator's dumbass. <laughs> like, there, Ator, just keep it covered. And I, I guess their scent wore off now, because... because yeah, now they can... Probably all that sweating for fighting the shadow. Yeah, fucking Ator, man, you're stupid. And, well, of course, they, they, they fight the blind warriors, and they make it out, and he's gotta keep the shield covered. Because if you see... But, like, these dudes don't fucking see. Right. He's just protecting it so they don't break it or something. Gotta, well, he, he's saving it for the Southersby auction he's about to take it to. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want it to break. <laughs> so we get the line of long life to the spider, because we finally made it to the Spider King. We have. And they just, just practically walk right in. Yeah. <laughs> they just nail these stealth checks. 
there's a lot of stealth for a sword and sandals movie. I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. With no thief in our group. At least yeah. in the Conan movies, they had a thief. That brought up Larry. their average. <laughs> yeah, Larry was actually competent. Yeah. Rune, Rune go face. Stabby, stabby. <laughs> and so um, we get our... Rune, she spends her time in the spider palace just looting. She's like, treasure everywhere! And Ator goes to the climactic battle with the Spider King, and it's nothing spectacular. <laughs> There's like no, no, no mythos like, or anything. Pulls off the fucking thing and just incinerates the yeah. fucking shit. Da- da- Dakar turns around and is like, Ator! And then Ator just flashes the shield and it, boom! <laughs> One rounds him. <laughs> Dakar just blows up. DMs everywhere are like, yep, that's what happens when my bosses <laughs> fight my parties too. Yeah. You plan this great epic battle, and they just net 20 on the first roll. Win the initiative and just poop all over your boss, and you're like, well, that's how that happened, I guess. So uh, they find Sunya, who's trapped in a giant spider web, and there's a spider coming. And Grima shows up saying, hey, no one can obstruct the will of the spider, not even the son of Toron where my note says, Bitch, you've spent the whole movie saying that only Ator can obstruct the will of the spider. Curse your sudden yet inevitable betrayal. Yeah, because he's like, see, Ator, I used you so I could become the high priest of the spider. Yeah, because I guess he was the original high priest of the spider. Until Dakar kicked him out. Yep. And so Grima had the the bright idea of like, well, I'm just going to make the prophecy come true so you die. It almost worked if it weren't for your meddling kids. Yeah, they uh, they trap Grima in the the spider web, and, and the spider consumes all. Who cares not? Yeah, even though Grima's like, I'm the spider priest. Nom 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 yeah. nom. Ator's got to fight the giant spider. Yep, the, the duel. He's like my <laughs> destiny. Your destiny's to duel the spider. <laughs> um, and first, it's lame as hell because it's just him with this mirror shield shining a light at the spider forever. It's playing this bombastic music, and he's just yeah, get the light in your eyes. Meanwhile, the spider eventually gets annoyed by the amount of light. Kind of works like a cat. Yeah. So, Ator's just gotta go up and just hack at the fucking thing. By the way, we haven't seen Rune for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, because, uh, well, after Ator kills the spider and the shield breaks, Rune is... The last last of the shield's powers used to kill a spider god. Alright, fair enough. Yep. Um, Rune's now just dying. How how did she start dying? I what? don't know. I, I presume she was stabbed by one of the random spider go- guards. Maybe all we the treasure so was booby trapped. I don't know. We didn't see it. <laughs> she kind of, she kind of, she doesn't die off screen, but she kind of gets mortally wounded off screen. Yeah, and so she's like, "Would you let me see your beloved Sunya before I die?" And Ator's like, "Oh, sure. Yeah, come on." And she's like, "Wait, no, n- never mind. Just let me die." <laughs> Just let me believe that she was an illusion. Yeah. And Ator's like... Let me die thinking I had a chance. <laughs> yeah. And so Ator's like, whatever you want, ma'am. And then Far a vo- to deny the dying wishes of a beautiful woman. Yep. <laughs> and then a volcano explodes. Delicious stock volcano. <laughs> Keog snorting. <laughs> yep. And then we just have Sunni and Ator frolicking through a field. And, um, very, with a very strange song. Yeah, it's some, like, 80s ballad playing, and it's like, There's someone for everyone. Like, yeah, even if they're your fucking sister. Apparently. <laughs> and the lyrics also go, Now that I found you, please stay tonight. 
I will say um, that Sunya is not in the sequel. <laughs> Sunya is not in the sequel, and in fact, they do my least favorite thing in movies, where they go and they died. Like, because like the intro literally goes later. Sunya died because they're doing the whole recap and including clips of the. I've, I've seen cave rollers. I don't know. Yeah. Time. And it's like, yeah, I hate. I fucking hate that. It's all the mention she gets. Just get. Uncare- unceremoniously kill off spouses or whatever between movies. It's like, it's so I don't know, it just pisses me off. It's so lame. It's like, it's all the mention they get. Like, did she just not want to come back for the sequels? You're like, okay, we're just going to kill her off unceremoniously between the movies. You, cu- you couldn't recast her? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking, I hate that. I hate it so much. I love Cave Dollars, but I hate that. Yeah, so where do you put this this movie on the, the coffee scale? Well, I still think it's 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 a good solid. It's like the like a you have coffee at noon on a Saturday. That's exactly where I was going with it too. Go on. Yeah, you, you wake up a little late. And you're kind of groggy. You don't really need it, but it's kind of tasty. So it's like yeah, I'll I'll take that. It's not as good as cave. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's it's solid. Politely thank your Keurig Zombot. Yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, I I have that noon coffee on Saturdays too, which it's not necessary, but it's it, it is fulfilling. It's nice. It's pleasant. Yep. Anything else on Ator other than it's it's you really have to be into Demato though to really under. Yeah, I think dig so. It. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the case with cave dwellers as well. Like, well. Yeah, if you liked cave dwellers from the MST episode, yeah. Well, and you'll appreciate the fact that it's you know it's got the same vibe. Miles O'Keefe's just as bad in this one. Yeah, they did it in the uh, the more recent MSTs. Yeah, I heard that. I haven't seen that one. I think it's on uh, Tubi, right? It's on Tubi, and I think on Netflix. Okay, I should check that out because obviously. As someone who's a big fan of Cave Dwellers and an MST 3K episode that that I saw on the first time, I make a point to not watch the MST episodes before we record an episode because I don't want those jokes polluting my uh, thoughts on the movie as we discuss yeah, I, it. I, I mean, I I saw the MST 3K or Cave Dwellers episode like fifty times before I saw the the un unripped one. Yeah, <laughs> so. Uh, I didn't get that benefit, but I, I have not watched the MSC version of this movie. I've seen this one twice now. This is the second time I've watched it. Uh, and yeah, I still, I mean, it's still fun. I mean, you just gotta have to enjoy the cheese. And, and you know, you see some of the reg, like Laura Gems are showing up. It's fun if you're a D'Amato fan and Edmund Perdom is villain. You get Charles Boromel in the sequel. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, this was our episode on ATOR. I hope you enjoyed it. Big special thanks to Fluffy Devil, William Wright, and Contributor for recording their contributions to this and to our bonus episode. Make sure you sub- subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, tell your friends, get the word out, follow us. Uh, check out more episodes at our website, www.exploititpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, at exploititpodcast, or on X... Gonna give it to you. At Podcast Exploit. You can also join our Exploit It Discord, which the link's on the website. Or contact us at exploititpodcast at gmail.com. So our bonus episode this week is Tarkan and the Vikings. Technically the fourth Tarkan movie, apparently. Yeah. Turkey. We 
going to Turkey, boy. We're going to Turkey. I don't think we've gone to Turkey, even though Turkey is a wealth for fun exploitation. Then wasn't one of the... I feel like... Well, maybe or not. Maybe not. But yes, Turkey is filled with fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Next week is zombies. Regular zombies, though. Kind of. I mean, not Nazi zombies. Yes. Uh, the more traditional. Not... Yeah. Not racist zombies. The zombies oh, we'll be talking about. Oh, hate, hate well, no, no. There's racist zombies. <laughs> oh. Oh, is that... I, I haven't seen one of the films we've selected yet, so. <laughs> But we will get to then. So thank you, everybody. You have a good night.